Good morning. Welcome to our online service from Harabachi Church this morning. It's good to be with members and visitors who are worshipping with us today. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Susan Worley and I am the Minister in Training here. Over the last few weeks we have been doing a series of sermons on the topic of the fruits of the Spirit. Today I will be talking about patience. So you appropriate for current times you might think. I looked up the meaning of patience on a website that helps people with their English writing skills and this is the definition I found. The ability to wait for something without frustration. It is also a useful skill and a good aspect of one's personality. Interesting. Well, I would agree with that, but there seems to be something lacking. It sounds a bit like a checklist. Yes, you have patience, tick. Yes, it contributes your personality, tick. I will come back to this later on. I started thinking about myself and whether I am patient or not. I have to confess that since lockdown, I have not missed sitting in the traffic jams on the M1. I have not missed cancelled trains, nor waiting for a long day at college to finish. But this has been replaced by other things, having to wait in queues outside shops, patience in waiting for restrictions to be lifted, the lack of independence and freedom to make our own decisions. These were and are all things that need patience. I confess that I'm not very patient with my studies. I want to own everything now. I really want to write and complete an essay at the drop of a hat. If you are like me, who writes lists, I find that I always write several things on my list of things to do for one day, only to realise that one of these jobs takes up a lot more time and effort than I realise. It's very apparent that I need patience with myself. In some cultures, waiting is the name of the game. My sister spent a year in Kenya doing voluntary work and she said she had to learn the art of waiting forever. This could take some hours. It could take a day. Occasionally she had to wait overnight. Likewise, I remember going out to India to do some work. I had to fly to Delhi and then fly to Mumbai and then fly to the southernmost tip of India. Due to some mix-up, mix the staff that had been dispatched to pick me up had been waiting some days at the airport for my arrival. I felt really, really, really bad about this, but they greeted me cheerfully although they could have been relieved that I had finally arrived and they made me very welcome. I wondered if I would have been so gracious if that, if that was me who had had to wait. Patience in some cultures is so very evident, rather unlike our British one. Impatience is not just a modern day curse. In the Old Testament, the Israelites 
walked in the desert for 40 years. I am sure they have words with God over the length of time it was taking them to find the promised land. In Numbers 11 verse 1, it says they complained about their problems. In chapter 4, they complained about the food. God was providing food for them, manna, which tasted sweet, but it wasn't enough. They wanted meat. In Numbers 11, 10 to 15, Moses complains about being the leader. And in chapter 13, the Israelites arrive at the border of the Promised Land, but do not enter for some time. And I'm sure, like Habakkuk, in chapter 1, verse 2, there were meltdowns. O oh Lord, how long must I call for help before you listen, before you save us? Thinking back to the topic of the fruits of the Spirit, I was thinking about patience and how you achieve it. I was reminded that fruit on a tree takes time to grow. It does not come quickly, and in order to grow, it needs. Adequate light, in other words, sunshine. Two, you need sufficient water. Whether this is rainfall or from a watering can, doesn't matter. Some plants like bananas need moisture in the soil and the air in order to flourish. Three, they need the right soil conditions. Some soils are not suitable for growing fruit trees. They must be well drained with a sandy loamy texture. Soils with too much rock or too or clay is not good. They also need nutrients. We add these by putting fertilizer on the soil. But different trees need different kinds of nutrients. Apples need nitrogen. Pears need nitrogen and potassium. Bananas need both of these and phosphorus. And lastly, the trees need the right temperature. Some fruit cannot be grown here in England because of our weather. Bananas, oranges and lemons can be found abroad in warmer climates where the temperature is more consistent. Fruit takes time to grow. The tree needs to be planted, it needs to grow and get the roots need to get established and we need to wait. It's clear that this is a time consuming process. It's not instant like some of our food. Patience is needed for the fruit to grow. But if we wait long enough and patiently enough, then we are rewarded with a delicious piece of fruit. So, how do we make sure that our lives bear fruit? As Andrew has mentioned earlier in the series, it comes from love. When we love and we have love, other fruits become apparent. And so it is with patience. We love God. We want to become more like him. And therefore, we do what he asks. But we need more than that. In order to grow, we need to put our trust in him and wait expectantly and patiently, trusting in God to provide what we need 
when we need it. It means we need to be willing to be molded. And this means we need to trust the gardener that he knows what he is doing and will pick the fruit off the tree when it is ready and not before. Trusting God and having patience is not an easy thing to do as the Israelites and Habakkuk were to find out. If you are a relaxed, well chilled out individual then I imagine that being patient comes more easily to you. If you are impatient then a harder lesson to learn but not impossible. So how do we allow the patient to grow in us? We need to make sure that we are grounded in Christ. Just as the tree is well rooted and secure in the soil. To do this we need to endeavour to stay close to him by reading our Bible and praying. Just like the tree needs sufficient water. As I contemplated on this, I found myself thinking of a gold refining process. I got on the internet and searched and found it very illuminating. It's a little bit long-winded, so bear with me. Gold comes from two places. From mines, where the gold is 90% concentration pure, or jewellery from pawnbrokers, which is about 37% pure. Both of these need to be washed in chemicals in order to boost up the concentration level. The lower the level, the more times it needs to be washed. Each wash removes the base metals and then the silver until you are left with gold. The jewellery is then melted and made into scrap bars in the crucible where the temperature can reach up to 1400 degrees centigrade. This is poured into blocks and then cooled in water. There's more. One dozen bars are then melted together, washed in chlorine. This process boosts the concentration of gold up to 90%. But in order to reach purity, the gold is refined further by making it into tiny gold flakes, which are apparently called cornflakes, before being washed with a chemical. It then needs to be turned into a liquid and dried in the sand. The gold is now called gold sand and that is the purest form of gold you can get. But it's not the end. The gold sand is melted in the crucible and the gold sand turns into grain which is then poured into water and drain leaving gold drain. Only and after this they start manufacturing using either the minting method or the casting method. But throughout the process the gold is tested for impurity. Quite a process isn't it? It's certainly not achieved quickly. If shortcuts were taken I expect the quality of the gold would not be as good but because everything is done properly, the quality of gold is hopefully the best they can get. When God refines us, I imagine he does a similar process, putting us through different experiences and processes in order to shape and mould us. 
it's not pleasant having to wait but the rewards are worth it if we want to be like Jesus. As Andrew said earlier, the athlete will train for years for the opportunity to take part in the Olympics. Patience then should be something we embrace, an opportunity to train, to learn. Learning patience, I imagine, is similar to the goal of refining process. There are many stages which take place over a period of time. It's not something learned quickly. If I were a piece of gold, then the process would be extremely uncomfortable, not to say painful at times. But throughout that process, if I work with the Holy Spirit and allow him to change me into the person that God wants me to be, then it's worth it. I can see that although I want to write and finish essays really quickly, the process of research and reading benefits me by helping me to learn. Similarly, if I want to become more like Christ, I need to submit to this process and allow God to mould me in his image. At the beginning, I read out a definition of having patience which was the ability to wait for something without frustration. It is a useful skill and a good aspect of one's personality. I then said something was missing. The more I thought about it, I realised I don't want patience to be a useful skill. I don't want it to be a good aspect of my personality. The definition of patience that I think is, it means having patience means that we do not respond quickly, whether provoked or unprovoked. It means being able to stay calm in the face of crisis or suffering. Trusting God, even when things do not work out the way we expect. For me, patience is a byproduct of the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Just like the gardener looks after the tree, the goldsmith looks after the gold he works with, so the Holy Spirit works with us and changes us into God's image. Amen.